Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. not blurry coming after me thank you thank you good morning Jim thank you 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 coming after me thank you miss Joyce thank you 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 Cam, am I blurry? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Coming after me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. My God. Sandra. I couldn't earn it. My God. Thank you, 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 become one of the most heartfelt songs for me because it came to me in a season when I really needed to understand more of God's grace, when I really needed to understand what grace was about. And so every time I listen to, every time I hear this song, I think about how reckless, 
God's love for me. No matter how reckless I was, no matter how um, defiant I was, no matter how rebellious I was, no matter um, how disobedient I was, no matter how far away from him I tried to run, no matter how much drinking I was doing, no matter how much smoking, no matter what, no matter what it was, like no matter what it was, no matter when I didn't want to go to church, no matter when I felt like my heart was broken, no matter what, this, when I heard this song, it just brought me back to the place to remind myself how much he loved me. Like how much he loved me, how intentional he was to chase after me, how um, even prevent how preventing he was, like how he considered me. How he considered me, how he foreknew me and considered me. Even when he knew I was going to be reckless, even when he knew I was going to be obstinate, even though when he, he knew I was going to be defiant, even though he <laughs> he knew I was going to be on a journey or a course or in a place and in a way that did not line up with his perfect will for my life. And still, somebody say still, somebody say still, see, <laughs> still, <laughs> still. Still, still, like every time I feel, I, I can't, can I tell you something? I can't, I used to, I did. I used to be, I used to be real spiritually haughty. I used to really think I was so much better than people because um, I was doing Jesus, because I was doing church, because I was adding up points. Can I just be transparent for a second? Like, I used to really, I think, like I used to really think that my church going and all of these things were what he wanted and desired for me. Just, and then one day when I really came to the end of myself, and I'm still coming to the end of myself, I'm just like Paul, I'm still dying to myself every day. One moment when I came to the end of myself, I began to recognize that it was not my doing. It was not my doing. It wasn't the things that I was doing. It wasn't the things that I was doing. It wasn't about my doing. It wasn't about my doing at all. It wasn't the stuff. That's not what solidified the relationship. That's, that's, that's not what made us us. <laughs> And when I talk about us, I'm talking about God. I'm talking about my father. I'm, I'm talking about the Holy One. I'm talking about the King of Kings. I'm talking about the Lord of Lords. I'm talking about the great I am. My God. And then I recognize, like, it's not about my doing. Like, this is how, like, when I came face to face with Lakeisha. <laughs> When I came face to face with Lakeisha, when I really, when I really let him inspect my heart, my God, when I really realized he knew me from the inside out, when I really knew he knew my secret places and my dark places and how sometimes I didn't think good thoughts, when I really began to recognize like the depth of this relationship, 
When I really began to recognize the significance of this relationship, I recognized and I came to this place in this point and I was like, oh my gosh, it's never, ever, 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 ever about me doing. It's never about me doing. Like the relationship with you has nothing to do with me doing. The relationship has to do with me and you and how much you love me and how much you foreknew me and how you designed me. The relationship never, ever had absolutely anything to do with my doing. It did not have anything to do with my doing. And the more that I began to recognize his love for me, it, it does, it, do, it does. It, it, when you begin to recognize, when I begin to recognize his love for me, when I begin to see it from a different place, Something in my heart moved differently. Can I just be real? Like something in my heart moved differently because I begin to recognize it's not his. And can I tell you something like his love for me is not predicated on tangible things, blessings, houses, clothes, shoes. Those things are so temporal. Those things are so like those things are so temporal. When I begin to really sit in my father's presence, when I begin to really come into the fullness and understand who he was, when I begin to recognize um, that my brokenness did not um, affect my relationship with him. As a matter of fact, my weakness and my brokenness is what drew me closer to him. That's when I really could begin to receive his love for me. That's when I could really begin to understand the greater concept beyond anything I could ever imagine. That like it, it, it settled in me one day and it's still every time my because my flesh because because we're creatures of habit because we do things in repetitives for repetitive manners because we set systems and we live in systems and this world showed us this these systematic ways of serving him right. I'm so full of him this morning. Like, I'm so full. I'm so full of him this morning. And what I mean by I'm so full of him, like, I'm so full of, like, Lord, I'm welcoming you in. Like, it's, it's deeper than, can I just be real? It's deeper than just, oh, you're a good father. Does anybody feel me on this? It's deeper than, oh, God, you're so good. It's deeper than, oh, you're so good. Like, you saved my life. You, you saved, you spared my life. You thought highly of me even when I did not think highly of myself. Like you thought bigger, you thought greater, you thought more of me. You had way more value of me than I had of myself. You saw me worthy. You, you saw me great. You saw me loved. Like you've been so intentional with me all along, even when I turned my back to you, you were standing right there with open arms, like with open arms, like with open arms. And so every time I meditate on it, like, yeah, Crystal, it's, it's a gratitude that like I can't even express sometimes. Every time I meditate, like every time I meditate 
on who he is. Yes, Sonia, it's deeper. Like it's deeper. Every time I meditate on this reckless love, every time I meditate on his compassion, every time I meditate on just how intentional he's been with me, I'm like, my God, you are so, like, you are so amazing. My God, you you don't think of me like I think of me. My God, you're not, you don't treat me like I treat me. My God, you're not like I am. You're, you're not like I've treated other people. You're, you're not like that at all. Like you're, you're so considerate. You're not selfish. You don't think of me in limited spaces and limited time. You don't deal with me when you feel like it. You're consistent with me all the time. You, you think highly of me no matter how I think of myself. Like every time I get in this position to really stop and think, gratitude just fills my heart. And I'm like, you never, ever gave up on me. You never ran out on me. And then it changes my perspective of even how I deal with other people. Like it makes me come in and stop and think about even how I treat those that are connected to me. It makes me be filled with like more compassion, more understanding, more revelation. Yeah, he's not like man. He's not like others. It makes it makes me consider be more considerate of those around me, their struggles, their things that they're going to because this is God. Like this is the kind of God we serve. This is the kind of God this is the kind of God, like, how can I be haughty towards you? How can I be mean towards you? How can I be cantankerous towards you? When every time I acted that way, he was so full of compassion. He was so patient with me. My God. My God. He was so patient. Lord, you've been so patient with us. You've been so good to us. You've been so considerate of us. How dare we treat anybody connected to you any different? Like how dare we treat anybody, anybody connected to you any different? The other day I was dealing with a, um, a situation actually. And one of my friends, when I am um, struggling with my flesh, I like to process out. Like I process differently. I like to have a conversation because... Most of the time I know where I'm wrong um, and at, in my maturity, I'm getting better at not blaming the other person or focusing on the per per other person. In my maturity, the Holy Spirit has taught me to be in, in to enter, to inspect me, to be more inner, in, inner, inner perspective than be outer perspective, to look at the inner perspective of things, to look at myself, right? That, that, that took some growing, that took some time. And I was dealing with something the other day with someone and one of my friends who allows me a very transparent place to just begin to process the situation. And I just kind of brought before her and I was like, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what the issue is. And they're not doing anything wrong. Like they're just being themselves. They're not doing absolutely anything wrong. Like they're not doing anything, like anything wrong. They're just being themselves. They're just operating in areas in which they may not be aware. I need to get over this. And as I was sitting there and I was processing with them, I heard the Lord speak to me. You just need 
more compassion. And as I begin to think about how compassionate he was towards me, like as I begin to meditate on how compassionate he was towards me, I was like, Lord, how could I not extend them this type of compassion? How could I not cover their sins in love? How could I not cover them in the blood of Jesus? How, how could I not, when you have been this compassionate, like I had, to, I was immediately convicted. Like I was, God was dealing with me because I, because we can become, how come, how they act like that? Or why do they do that? Or we can be like that. Or how come they present themselves? No, as I was sitting there and I was thinking and I'm processing, the Lord is reminding me, the problem is you let, you need more compassion for them. My God. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, Lord, I, so I want to give you something to meditate on today. I'm like, Lord, I need to receive. I need to extend more compassion. Don't let me ever forget your compassion towards me so that I cannot. And it's not an easy process. It's not an easy thing to do. It takes a maturity. It takes a work. It takes a, a humility to come back to the end of yourself, to remember that when you're dealing with each and every person that you deal with, everybody has a story. Everybody has a circumstance. Everybody has a, a situation. Everybody needs brand new grace. Everybody needs fresh mercy daily. That's what he says in Lamentations 3 and 23. You're going to get brand new mercies every day. Everybody needs to be able to start with a clean slate. Everybody needs an opportunity for a do-over. Everybody needs a second chance. Everybody needs to be an opportunity to be able to look, be looked at with fresh eyes, right? Fresh eyes. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, I need to extend to them. I need, because at first I was like, I just need to be more. No, Lakeisha, you need more compassion. So let's define compassion this morning. Father, we thank you for hearts that are compassionate. We thank you, Father God, that hearts of compassionate. So when we talk about compassion, we're talking about a sympathetic consciousness of others' distress. Of others' distress. There is no person that's perfect. We need a we need a sympathy. I need to sympathize with your distress. I need to sympathize with your situation. I need to sympathize with your situation. I need to look at you through the eyes of the Lord. Compassion literally means to suffer together. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Compassion literally means to suffer together. To, to suffer together. When I'm confronted with your suffering, even if it, can I tell you, can we just, come on, Holy Spirit. If I'm confronted with your suffering, right? If I'm confronted with your suffering, even, can I tell you something? Even if I'm confronted with your bad behaviors, even if I'm confronted with your bad behaviors, even if I'm confronted with your rudeness, even if I'm confronted with your, your callousness, even if I'm confronted with your smugness, even if I'm confronted with your 
with, with your ill will, even if I'm confronted with your meanness, you're not designed this way. You were not meant to, you're, you're, you were not designed to be this way. Even if I'm com confronted with you being a know-it-all, whatever it is, you were not designed this way. If I'm confronted with your, com confronted with your suffering, right? I'm, I feel motivated to relieve that suffering. Compassion is not empathy. It's, it's, it's not. They're related. But if I'm going to be compassionate, then I'm going to suffer with you. I'm going to go through with you. I'm going to share your burdens with you. I'm going to carry your burdens sometimes for you. And so I, I, that's what the Lord dealt with me with. He was like, you, there's compassion. There's another level of compassion that you need to go to, through. There's another level of compassion in which you need to be able to see someone. <laughs> Um, so when we are struggling to share another's burdens, when we are struggling with another person, when we're struggling to see someone else, Galatians 6, um, 2 and 3 says, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important, this is the NLT version, to, to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. That's good, John. Compassion means I'm going to try to understand you. Like, I'm just, I'm going to try to understand you from your perspective. I'm, I'm going to try to understand you from where you're coming from. So, Lord, I just thank you today that we have another level of compassion. <laughs> that we understand that it's our duty, it's our honor to be able to serve each other in another level, level, another level of compassion. But here's the thing that I know to be true. And this is the scripture that I was meditating on that I want us to chew on. It's difficult for us to be compassionate towards others when we don't receive the grace for ourselves. Oh, that's good, Jen, to be yoked with someone's concern. That's good, Jen. That's good. I love the thing. Facebook and Instagram. Jen said to be yoked with someone's concerns. My God. To be yoked to be yoked with someone's concerns. So I think the thing for me is if I don't understand grace for myself, my God, I'm just going to be real. If I don't understand grace for myself, if I don't understand grace for myself, if I haven't learned to receive grace for myself, then it's going to be very difficult for me to extend grace to someone else. Comp comp compassion is greater than just listening. Compassion is I shared this burden with you, right? That is it's deeper than that. It's deeper. It's, it's the ability to recognize where you are in this season. It's the ability to recognize where you are. This is the ability for me to get outside my flesh and to see you exactly as God sees you, to see you whole, to see you complete, to see you well loved, to see you victorious. It's the ability for me to see you like God sees you. It's the ability to see you from a different place. My God. So I think part of the, the problem is really me really not beginning to understand me really not knowing and understanding how to receive the grace so i want to give us the scripture to chew and meditate on on true grace and how true grace um abounds this is romans 5 and 20 right and it says the law brought the law was brought in so that trespass might increase you may not get this 
You may not understand this spiritually. Some things you're not just going to understand. You're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you with. You're going to have to just receive it by faith. So, I says the law was brought in so that trespass might increase. And when we talk about the law, we're talking about the legalism. We're talking about religious legalism that says you need to do step one, step two, step three, step four for this to be successful, right? But this is the part that I love about this scripture. It says, but where sin increased, <laughs> where sin increased, grace increased all the more. When sin increased, grace increased all the more. Let me give it to you in my Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, but the law came to increase and expand the awareness of sin. That's what the point of the law was, to expand the awareness of sin, right? By defining and unmasking sin. That was the point of the law. But where sin increased, right? God's remarkable grace, his gift of grace, his unmerited favor has surpassed it and increased all the more. So anytime sin increased, God released more compassion. My God, God gave more grace. God didn't, when sin increased, give more. It, 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 it's, oh, it's about the punishment. No, God extended more grace. So we all sin. We all make mistakes, right? Um, even the righteous of God, this is Romans, the third chapter, even the righteous, even the righteousness of God is, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others will never be a one time event. If we don't recognize that every time we fail, God forgives us. God extends grace to us. God releases us. When we accepted Jesus Christ, that wiped all of that out, right? That killed our sinful nature. My God, there's so much revelation in this, right? So there's this, there's this, there's simple, there's a simple formula. You sin. This is not an excuse to sin. That's not what it is. You sinned, but more grace abounds. You sin, but more grace abounds. You sin worse tomorrow. There's still enough grace to abound. No matter how much you try. I hope you get revelation of this today. No matter how much you try, you can't out sin grace. You can't out, you cannot out sin grace. And so if I'm having a difficulty being this compassionate, come on now, Crystal, every time we fail, if I have a, if I'm having a difficulty being this compassionate, if I'm having a difficulty understanding where you are, if I'm having a difficulty receiving, it's probably because I haven't received this for myself. It's because it's probably because I have not received this measure of grace for myself. It, it's because I haven't or I haven't even recognized that this is what's happening. Because if I still think it's according to my works, if I still think it's according to step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, if I still, if I still, if I still think it's according to steps, then I won't record. I won't recognize that it's really all by grace. Like I was, as I was meditating on this this morning, I'm like, we have to begin to recognize this. We have to begin to understand. We have to begin to receive this level of 
freedom. We have to, we have to begin to understand what Jesus did for us. That I had, and we have to understand that God did this as soon as Adam and Eve sinned. You got to go back to the fall. There's too much. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God said, okay, I know what I'm going to have to do next. As soon as they messed up, as soon as the division came, as soon as they stepped out of, because the one man sinned into the world, as soon as they messed up, God said, the scripture goes back to tell you he was coming. And so God said, okay. Because remember when you go back over to Genesis, he talks already. Or to, he tells Satan, he said, I caught you. I caught you in your trap. I caught you in your circumstance. I saw your trap you set, but I got something for you. I got something for you. And he talks about the sun. Come on now. My God. He already set, he already set this up in position for us. When he said, that's fine. I got something for this. I got something greater for this. I got something greater than you. I got something greater than this world. I got something bigger than you can ever imagine coming. So he already set in his mind to save us. So when we sit here in this position, I think the, the reason that we lack compassion, I think the reason that we lack more understanding is because we have yet to recognize and receive his grace. We don't really receive the fullness of his grace. So it's hard for us to extend that level of compassion. It's hard for us to extend that level of forgiveness. It's, it's hard. And I'll say it again. Forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others will never be a one-time event. There is, there, it will never be a one-time event. It's never going to be a one-time event. It's never, it's never, it's never going to be a one-time event. It's never, it's, that's why I know when the Lord says to me, be more compassionate, I've got to dig deeper into the understanding of what he did for me. This is so good. Matthew 18, 21 and 22, Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times. No, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. 70 times 7. So if that's how I'm supposed to forgive others, then this same level of unmerited, un, un, this unlimited forgiveness is what I have to extend for myself. I have to begin to recognize I got to learn how to find the grace. I got to learn how to receive the grace. I got to learn how to understand the grace that God's given me. John 1 and 6, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given like we've already and so this is the revelation that i need so that i can be more compassionate so that i can be more understanding to know that he gives this to me daily it's a divine gift that keeps on coming you cannot earn it you cannot i'm going to say this you cannot earn it it's a divine gift that keeps coming. It does not depend on your performance. It does not depend on your goodness. It does not depend on your marks on the wall. It does not depend on your gold stars. You cannot earn more grace. You've already been given the grace. You cannot earn it. You're not. I was thinking about that this morning. 
It's like, you know, it's like, we'll start, Lord, you know, no, no, I cannot earn this. I cannot earn this. I can't, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to point, we, I'm not going to point system this. We cannot, we cannot earn this. I cannot earn this. This was a gift. It was freely given to me. So it is, why is it so important that I receive forgiveness for my self? It's so that I can extend forgiveness, grace, and compassion towards others. I got to learn how to find, as I always say, or receive the grace. I got to learn how to receive the grace so that I can, true grace abounds for the death that Jesus died. His, his, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he get lives, he lives to God. That's Romans 6 and 10. So now we can put off our old man at the time, temptation, time of temptation of recognition ourselves, dead indeed to sin and alive to God and Jesus Christ. By following Jesus' example, we start living a victorious and transforming Christian life. Now it is no longer who lives in us, Galatians 2 and 20, but it is the Christ that lives in us. It's the Christ. So the more we show up, the more we're present, the more we begin to recognize the power of God, the more we begin to transform into Christ daily. Like it's a daily transformation in Christ, but it comes from us first receiving the grace receiving our righteousness my god understanding how god thinks about us and how good god thinks towards us that's what's going to give us the compassion we need to change the world that's what's going to give us the compassion we need to serve others colossians 3 and 23 tells us to do everything as unto the lord that, that grace is what's going to give us the compassion we need, come on Holy Spirit, to do everything unto the Lord. That's, that's, that's that grace. Understanding the, the base, this is based, like this is the basic, but it's necessary for us to get this basic if we're going to even learn God is good shepherd. If we're even, I wrote that in my notes this morning. I said, it's hard for me to be led if I don't understand grace. It's hard for me to be led if I don't even understand your grace. It will be so hard for me to lead you. I will always buck you. I will not be sh shepherded if I don't ever feel worthy enough to, to receive your grace. This is this what I said. I said there is not enough doing to equal how you see me, how you feel about me. So unless... I'm not going to be able to receive you. Remember, because we've been learning him as good shepherd. I'm not going to really be able to receive you. I'm not going to really be able to be led by you if I really don't even understand your grace. How much you love me. How well you think of me. How you give me this daily. Even when I wake up and I haven't been right, that grace is still there waiting on me. My God. That grace is still there available to me. That grace doesn't, didn't go away overnight. That's the same grace that you're extending to me. It's the same brand new mercies that you're giving to me daily. And so I've got to receive this so that I can operate in that. That's it. 
I got to receive this. I got to understand your forgiveness. I got to understand your righteousness. I got to understand your grace. I got to understand that I'm being transformed daily. I got to understand. That's why it's so important for us to study the word. That's, that's why it's so important for us to follow the life of Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important for us to live by the things and understand that Jesus was said. That's why it's so important for us to rightly divide the word of God. I've got to understand this grace. I've got to fall in love with this grace. I've got to understand what you're saying. I got to understand that this is the define the definition of our relationship is based on how well you love me and how much you love me right so then when I forgive myself and I receive forgiveness for myself and I receive grace for myself and I understand how compassionate for you are for me then it's going to be easier for me to live out the life or allow Christ to live in me I'm justified. We're all justified. It's going to be easy. That's how true grace, grace abound. So when we're under, under grace, right, then we have the power to put to death the lust of our flesh. We have the power to put to death being haughty. We have the power to put the power inside of us, puts us in a position to put those things to death that have kept us from being more compassionate, that have kept us from being more love, that has kept us from being more kind. We have the power to put that to death through Christ Jesus. That's Colossians 3 and 5, right? The, the, the Colossians 3 and 5 tells us that we have the power to put this. And the more we come and reign in life through Jesus Christ, then we begin to walk and understand the true a measurable grace of God that is freely given to us, which then transforms us. And if you don't get, if you don't get all of this, if you don't get all of this, keep eating it. You'll get it. This is not, that's, that's probably one of our biggest problems. That's one of the biggest things on this that we emphasize in this ministry. Small bites still equal a meal. If you don't get it all, I promise you, one day you'll wake up and revelation will be there and you'll say, this is what LMJ was talking about. Keep eating. Keep asking the Holy Spirit, show me how grace is connected to compassion. And he'll say, you know what? That's easy. Look at Jesus on the cross. Look at Jesus on the cross. Isaiah 53 and 5, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised so that we could have peace. My God, he'll bring you back to a place. Look at Jesus on the cross. That's the ultimate compassion that you need. That's the ultimate compassion that you got to understand that he died in exchange and in place for you. And when I recognize that level of grace, that level of favor, that level of how much God loves us, then it begins to transform me daily so that I can become more and more like Christ in my relationship, more and more like Christ in my service, more and more like Christ in my love walk. But it takes a daily relationship. It takes a daily understanding. It takes a daily fellowship. It takes a daily prayer life because that's how we can come. Um, that's how we come. That's how we commune with our father through prayer, right? That's how I talk to my father through prayer. It takes a daily effort towards understanding. It takes a daily it takes just a daily and not a one minute, not a two minute. It's not about time. It just
just takes a daily positioning for us to be able to walk in, understand that grace. I hope that helped you today. I'll, just one little nugget of scripture we needed to chew on today. I was like, okay, Lord, where are we going? I'm getting ready to get big notes, getting ready to get into all this. And he says, no, this morning we need to look at grace again. We need to look at how grace is related to compassion. We need to understand grace is a gift. We need to understand when more sin abounds, more grace is given. We need to understand grace is just because I love you. Grace is just because I consider you. Grace, grace, is, grace, grace is available to you daily. If more sin is present, more grace is extended. God is not like man. God is not like other people. Yeah, oh, your sin is repulsive. Yep, yeah, well, God can't be in the presence of sin. Yep, yeah, but that's why Jesus was the mediator. That's why the blood is so powerful. That's why you have to come to... Can I tell can I say this, Father? Can I tell you what pulled me more away from sin um, was me understanding his compassionate love for me, me getting a revelation of really what the cross meant, me getting a revelation of really who God was as Father. And the more that I began to meditate on his goodness and who he was. And how he was towards me and how well he loved me and how he saw me and he saw me fit. He knew I was going to be jacked up. He knew the periods I was going to do jacked up stuff. He knew the stuff that I was going to do in between. Even in between then, the more I began to meditate on who he was and spend time with him in prayer and daily become and not doing not doing. I want not do. I need to say this 30 times. Not doing not doing it's not about your doing it's about the relationship the more that i begin to spend more time with him recognizing what kind of father he was and allowing my spirit man remember we don't recognize this somebody will say this is foolish that don't make sense it will never make sense to your flesh it'll 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 never make sense to your flesh it's never gonna make it's never gonna make sense to your flesh you're never gonna get this in your flesh this is not a flesh thing this is a spiritual thing right when we accepted jesus christ as lord and savior the holy spirit came in so when the holy spirit comes these are the things that the holy spirit has to bring to you these are the things that the holy spirit have to have to show you right <laughs> right when, when we receive jesus christ as lord and savior this is never going to make sense the holy spirit came inside of you you have a living power active inside of you the more that i spend in his word and in prayer with him the more this is going to speak to my spirit man to tell me this is truth this is truth the more that I begin to understand that this is truth, the more that I can live this out in my daily life. <laughs> there, there is more that there is more, the more I get. Yeah, that's it, Mama Sandra. I cannot. He just loves me just because. He just loves me just because. He doesn't love me because of. He just loves me just because. That's, and that's how he wants us to love him. And that's how he wants us to love others he just loves me just because you need to say that today he just loves me just because that's it that's it that's something to chew on today that's to bite down on today to understand his grace to understand his love to understand how grace 
Understanding his grace and receiving his grace will give me more compassion, my God, and consideration for others. I love God. I love how tender he is towards us. I love how intentional he is for us. He desires for us to be in the best relationship with us possible. He loves me just because he is God, just because he is my loving father. I hope today you receive fresh grace. I hope you receive the grace that has been given to us daily. My God, I cancel the assignment of the enemy off your life that has left you limited and kept you from receiving in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you the scales are being pulled off our eyes. We have ears to hear we have ears to hear. We can see and understand. Holy Spirit, quicken us to receive this grace so that we walk in this measure and level of grace, my God, and we receive it all by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. He loves you just because. He loves me just because. I hope you receive that today and you receive his grace. So stop. I don't think I'm doing enough, right? I don't think I'm doing enough. It's not about your doing. <laughs> if you want, if my uncle said something so powerful last night on Bible study, he was just talking and he said, if you want to walk close to God, invite him in and then start the process. <laughs> invite him in, start the process. Lord, I want to walk closer to you. Invite him in, start the process. Lord, I want to know more about you, right? If you start talking to them like that, guess what he's going to do? He's going to start walking with you. He's already with you, but you're going to become more familiar with him and you're going to get to know him better. My God. So Father God, we thank you and receive the grace. And if there is anyone on here that has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's your first step. That's your first step. That's your first step to receiving the grace. And if you have been in a state where you just feel like you're so far, far from Father, all you got to do is repent. All you got to do is turn away. All you got to do is position yourself, humble yourself. David said, David said it best in Psalms 51, I come to you broken and contrite. I'm not going to come to you haughty. I'm going to come to you broken and contrite. And I'm going to say to you, you know what, Lord? Please forgive me for my sins. I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm in need of a Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose from the grave with all power in your hands. And I want you to come into my heart and take over my life, Jesus. And I promise to serve you best you can. And if you say that and you pray that prayer and you're praying it with sincerity in your heart, guess what? God is going to meet you right there. Romans 10 and 13 tells us he no way will cast you out. That is not the kind of father. He's not going to say, but you did this, but you did this, but you did this. That's man. He's going to receive you and he's going to welcome you with open arms. And he's going to say, come on, child, let's do this life now together. Thank you, Father. Now, if God puts it on your heart to be a partner and to sow in this ministry. Do me a favor. Go over to the website and plant a seed. My God, just do whatever the Lord leads you to do. My God, honor him best. Ty's offering. You can find out more about the ministry. Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Click the donate button and give there or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ ministry. Just to obey God, whatever God puts on your heart to sow into this ministry. And you can find out all the way we feed the streets, drew projects and all the other things we do. I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. <laughs> His grace is for you. He is for you. He recklessly loves you. He thinks higher and greater and more of you than you think of yourself. 
He is a loving father. He is an amazing father. He is a good father. And he thinks so highly of you. Father God, I plead the blood of Jesus over our eyes and ears today so that we don't receive anything else than your grace. We will not be limited in our thinking to your, to your, your immeasurable love for us. We will receive it all today by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. Love, peace, and blessing. Back here in the morning. Back here in the morning. Receive the grace today. Find the grace today. Find the grace today. Find the grace today for yourself. And I promise you, it'll begin to transform your life. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.